you beautiful people. I'm Amber Enerson. And I'm Kelsey Enerson. And this is our podcast titled You Are the Alchemist. For this week's episode, in honor of Pride Month, I would like for my sister to share her story um, about different things that she has gone through and different experiences that she's had. It's going to be a very unique perspective from mine. So she's actually going to kind of take the lead on this episode, and I'm just going to kind of put in my two cents wherever it's needed. All right. Well, I think for now, I'm just going to tell my coming out story. I've had different experiences with the whole uh, rainbow life, but (laughs) I think I'm just going to start with the coming out story for this episode. Um, Bear with me, because it's been a while since I've had to tell the whole story. So, uh... I'm a little out of practice. <laughs> um, so, as some of you may know, me and Amber, we grew up in a independent fundamental Baptist church and household. Uh, we attended independent fundamental Baptist schools. Um, homeschooling. Don't forget the homeschooling And we had part. a little bit of homeschooling <laughs> in there, yes. Um, and if you don't know a lot about that religion, um, it's extremely, uh, what's the word? Um, I would say cult-like? Yeah. (laughs) Besides the polygamy aspect, it's pretty much Mormon, except we're not polygamist or independent Baptist. So yeah, like, couldn't wear pants as a woman, you couldn't go out and do secular activities, like go to the movies, go to the pool, go bowling, stuff like that. Uh, you couldn't be with the same sex, like in any room or, you know, like you had to keep a arm's length away distance. Like there was no fraternizing with the opposite gender. 18 inch rules and six inch rules were a life. Um, no secular music. We only listened to piano music with like hymns. Hymns, Yep. And it couldn't be Southern hymns because Southern hymns, there was too much sliding. It was too rock and roll. Um, very, yeah, it was a very clear cut dress code. Like, yeah, it was, basically, it was, it was, I don't know how else to explain it. It was just very uptight. It know? was very extreme. Yeah. And the thing with it is, like, most of the people actually believed in what they were doing, what was being taught. Yeah. Like, they did not see the harm. They did not but see. But there was also a lot of hypocrisy as in, like, well, if you don't do this, you're not going to. Like, you're not a good person. And you could rarely trust intentions because they would be one way in front of you and then a completely different way behind your back. Yeah, backstabbing, stuff like that. Um, So basically, I think it would be needless to say, but uh, gay was bad. Um, There was absolutely no room for the rainbow community. Uh, Anyone of that community was going straight to hell, damnation. There was no no chance for life for them uh, in heaven. One, so, of the, one of the favorite stories was the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And that was always used to discuss, like, the LGBTQA plus community. Yeah. And outside of denying God, that was the most blasphemous thing you could do. Correct. That God destroyed an entire two, two cities, cities because, because of it. And, I mean, I've done much research, and I'm here to say that that is not what happened. But 
we can get into that some other day if anyone wants to. <laughs> Religious discussions we can save for later. <laughs> but so basically I grew up knowing that there was no room for any form of anything that was not a straight couple, man and woman. Um, so <clears throat> I guess looking back now, my first girl crush was when I was probably 10 or 11, I think. Um, at the time, I did not know that's what that was. Um, when I was younger, I would, I don't know if anyone else played this game, but in their head, like in my head at night, when I couldn't fall asleep, I would pretend I had like three wishes. And my first wish was always, I wish I was a boy. Now, I am not trans. <laughs> However, I thought the only way I could be with a girl is if I was a boy. So that's why that was my first wish, because I liked girls, and I knew that I liked girls, but I knew that you could only be with a girl if you were a boy. So my first wish in my game was, I wish I was a boy. And then my second wish was, I wish so-and-so was my girlfriend, which was my first crush. Um... So my first crush was on a girl that my mom mentored. She was quite a bit older than me. I think she was like 18. Yeah. 18 when I was like 10 or 11. Um, but I just had an infatuation with her. And at the time, I thought that that's what it was. Like, I just wanted her to like me, and I wanted to, like, be her friend, and, like, I wanted to be like her. Stuff like that. But as I got older... I obviously, looking back, I knew that I had a very bad <laughs> puppy a very, love crush. It like, was a very different... Yes. It was not just a friend type thing. Or someone to look up to. Yeah. Or like a role model type thing. Yeah. That was not, not at all what it was. Um, so, jump forward to about 12. Um, I had been battling with these feelings playing my game in my head. Um, and there was a man. Uh, he was 23 when I was 14. Uh, we knew him and his family through the church. Um, trying to figure out how to like explain this. Um, we knew them growing up from the church, and I think we met their family when I was maybe seven or eight. Yeah, we knew them for a okay. long time. So we knew the family. I trusted the family. He had been on, like, family vacations with us. Uh, we homeschooled with his siblings for a while. Um, my mom and his mom were very close. Uh, and I kind of just saw him as, like, an older brother, I guess. Just someone yep. that I could trust. Uh, well, it's a long story, but basically he came back into our lives, um, and at this point, he had married a, man, how old would she have been? 18? 18, No, 19? she was your age, so if I was 14, she would have been 17. Yeah. So, he was 23, and she was 17, and he had called me one night um, after speaking to my parents about coming over or something. I don't, I don't actually know. Um, but earlier that year, we had gone to their church, because we were at a different church by now. 
Um, but we had gone to their church for a uh, Christmas play. And it was, like, in my time of wearing, like, punky stuff. And I don't know. He said that uh, his wife, our old friend that we grew up with, um, really liked my outfit. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. Like, that's great. <laughs> okay. And uh, then he proceeded to tell me that, like, his wife was attracted to girls. And I was like, oh, okay. And that, like, piqued my interest, obviously. And um, the conversation kind of just went on. And at this point, he was grooming me, like, getting me ready to try things, you know. Right. Um, but obviously at that age, I was 14. I had no idea what was about to happen. Um, so one thing led to another and I did end up in a relationship with this girl and him. Um, and that is something we will explore in Later. a different episode. Yeah. Cause that is way too deep to get into right now. Um, but he was the first person that saw that I was attracted to girls and acknowledged it and made me feel safe about it and made me feel like it was okay so that is the first time I acknowledged that I was whatever I was I didn't right I didn't put a label on it well and especially with his wife she had been someone that had grown up in a similar childhood that we had so it was also even a deeper level of being safe. Like, you're not the only one who grew up in this religious environment. Right. And that he grew up way. in the same religion, and he was telling me how it was okay and that I was just being taught the wrong thing my whole life, you know, blah, 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 which I was. That is true, but he used it to his benefit. Um, so that is when I realized that I was gay or attracted women or whatever I thought I was at that point um so I did not come out to my parents for a long time after that um I did end up dating my wife my current wife right now um later on and during that time her dad actually got a hold of some text messages between us um rather explicit <laughs> if I do say so um her father has seen pictures of me that I am not happy about unfortunately and most people's fathers should yes. probably not see about their sister-in-laws daughter <laughs> or daughter-in-laws yeah. yeah not sister-in-laws um so that is actually my big coming out story was I did not get to come out I was outed um, her dad called my dad and had a very explicit conversation and explained in detail the messages. Um, and it was extremely embarrassing. It was very agonizing. It was very scary. It was a terrible experience. Um, it was not done on my terms in any way. Um, but I denied it at first. I didn't. I said that it was, you know, I just denied it, even though I knew there, there was proof. Um, but I sat with it for a while because I knew that they didn't believe me. And then eventually I did go and tell them, like, yeah, it was true. 
Um, Because I think at first I tried telling them that it was a different Kelsey or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was just grasping at straws. Um, But I did finally say, like, yes, that's the truth. I am with Brooke and I'm attracted to girls. And my parents did the whole religious thing. Uh, They told me I was oppressed by Satan and that demons had gotten a hold of my heart. And I didn't have God within me anymore and I needed to find my way back to Christ and I don't remember everything but it was a very long conversation about how I had turned my back on God and Satan had a hold of me and was oppressing my spirit and so on and so on and so on I mean luckily they did not kick me out I am thankful for that um they didn't disown me that is a very um terrible thing that people do to their kids um and I was lucky enough to not have that happen to me um but I did feel extremely discouraged and I felt unwanted and I felt um like I had disappointed them because well they told me I disappointed them and it just felt awful Uh, so, you know, like I told them like, okay, yeah, I'll work on getting closer to God. Like, yes, I'll fix this, blah, 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 blah. Well, obviously it wasn't something I could fix. Um, so I tried, you know, I tried and I didn't try, I guess. Like I pretended it was more from how I perceive it. And I was not fully present this entire time. I was actually at Bible college. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> some of this. I was actually not around for some of this. This was happening. But I did know and I did have an awareness even when she was younger. And it seemed almost like you really wanted to fix it. You oh, really I did. wanted to change it. Like you wished I was devout. Like I was a devout yeah. Christian and she... I struggled with it. Yeah, and like I, I wasn't gonna really get into all that, but I did struggle very much. Um, I still have struggled as an adult. (laughs) At one point, me and my wife almost broke up because I didn't think that what I was doing was right. Um, And there's years later, uh, I thought that I was going to go to hell. And like, there is, like, speaking of the subconscious, like we talked about, um, there is still that subconscious in me that goes there. 31 years old I still have that yeah and I still have internal homophobia issues where like I don't feel comfortable with myself I don't feel comfortable with others around me sometimes because that was beaten into my head so bad because of where I grew up and I mean I'm not going to get into all that right now that's why (laughs) that's why I was trying to just stick with the coming out story yeah but um But, I mean, when she said she tried, but she didn't try, she really did want to try, but she couldn't. Like, you can't can't change that. It's not something that I could turn off. And that's what I told my parents. I was like, if this was a choice, do you really think I would choose to make my family and all the people around me dislike who I am? Because the only people I had were in my church, my family. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that I was choosing to disappoint. It wasn't like I woke up one day and I was like, you know what, I'm going to like this girl and I'm gonna want to be with her just so I can piss people off right just so I can make people feel bad 
Um, but anyways, um, me and Brooke tried to keep communication as much as we could, but we had our phones taken away and stuff like that. Both parents were against yeah. this at right. this point. Yes. Um, some, some way we did find it. This was, this was years later. At this point I was yeah. like 17, I think, and I was getting ready to move out. Um, so when I moved out, me and Brooke, you know, we found our ways back to each other. But eventually me and Brooke did end up breaking up uh, when she went to college. And um, me and my parents had never spoken about this again. Um, they, As far as they knew, I was back on track. Um, <laughs> but I was not. <laughs> uh, so, the beauty of living on your own. <laughs> yeah. So me and Brooke had broken up and I had dated a couple other girls and I ended up getting back together with my original first girlfriend that was married, but she had gotten divorced at that point um, from the guy. And uh, we got back together and she started living with me. And my parents liked to drop by a lot. So I was like, you know what, I need to just tell them because I don't want them to drop by one day and you be here and there be a huge thing. Yeah. So, I did not feel like I could have a face-to-face conversation with them um, because of how the last one went. (laughs) I did not feel confident enough or safe enough or like I would stick stick to myself. I thought that I would just give in again. Um, So, I ended up writing them an email or like a Facebook message or something like that. It was a letter and you're all like... We had a large group of us that lived in this house, and we all were, like, with her, helping her figure out how to word things. And... Yeah. Um, so I sent I sent them a long letter coming out and basically telling them, like, you either accept me as who I am or, you, like, you won't be a part of my life. Right. Is basically what it came down to. And my parents, well... I don't really think my dad said a whole lot, but my mom turned it more into her. It was more like, how could you do this to us? How could you not have a conversation with us? Right. And at that point, I had confided in one of my mom's best friends, and she was upset about that. Um, It was a very dramatic time in our family. And honestly, (laughs) I think I have black blocked a lot of it out. I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, my mom was not a fan of Candace because of the situation with her and her husband, which is understandable, but it is always rooted back to her feelings about herself. It has never been about... Well, and also about us not listening to her. Mm-hmm. Like, if we had just listened... Some of these things wouldn't have happened. Right. And a lot of even how did she fail as a parent? Because with everything we were conditioned to believe, she also was in that church. Right. And she felt that she had failed me and she asked me what she did wrong to make me how I was and stuff like that, which wasn't the point. But I was out finally and I, it was on my own terms, but I guess it wasn't really my coming out story because I had already been outed. Um, But it still is the same thing. Sometimes that happens. I guess. Yeah. But 
I mean, obviously, I didn't end up with that person, and that person moved on and moved out, and it was all messy from the beginning, um, <laughs> of course. It's a very long, 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 long story. Yep. Um, but now I am happily married to Brooke, my wife, and we are raising our daughter to believe that love is love no matter how you look at it, who it is. And without confinement. Um, yep. You also have the support of both of your families now. Yes. Um, there still is that some... There isn't full acceptance, I don't believe. There is no. acceptance of me and my wife. But it is not, we accept all gay people. Or we accept all rainbow people. Or we accept all... It's a lot of... It's a learning curve. It's going to yeah. be a learning curve. Which is per- pretty much all of society. It's... Yes. But I don't... I think that there are certain family members that will never be open to all of right, it. Right, right. Um, but as far as parents, though. No. No? Dad is one of the, I don't care if two girls are together, but. He tries. Guys, he tries blah, 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 his blah. best. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, we, we've progressed from where we were. My parents are no longer religious, religion-affiliated um, and things have gotten much better than they used to be. Um, even from a societal standpoint, oh yeah, it's gotten so much better because yeah. still like back then there was still resistance even from people in society yeah. and other people. And there will always, always be resistance. Right. I mean, we just went to Ottawa pride yesterday and there were protesters there, you know? Um, and there was this woman, she had a four or five year old hanging on her, teaching them hate already. You know? Right. Um, so, but just be careful what you teach your kids because you could be teaching them to hate themselves because I did for a very long time and I felt very alone for a long time and I self-mutilated for a long time and I was depressed and I still deal with all of those issues because that was what was conditioned. I was conditioned to feel at such a young age. Right. Um. So people just need to have more grace and more love and not care. Like, who cares how people feel? It like, need- just let them feel. Yeah. And that's that's my belief. Like, I, I don't care what other people do or who they need to love or how they need to be or how they feel that they are. I don't care about any of that. If you're a good person and you are trying your best every day to love people, to show kindness, to show grace, then, you know, just let people be yeah. and who like, they are. People are so sure. A lot of people are so sure that, like, if we educate children on, you know, LGBTQA+, that, oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna be one. Like, no. they already are one if they are, like, they. it's already there. I mean, I'm educated on all of that. If you're not, and educating, if you're not like educating them, they just don't know what they're doing. They don't. They don't know their place in the world. Right. They just don't understand it. Because I knew, like, looking back, I knew when I was five, six years old. You wore tool belts and well, backwards hats. That's not fair. <laughs> no, that's a stereotype. That's a stereotype. I know, but I remember I know even Tom when you were younger. That are straight. Even but when you were younger, you I, always wanted to be I a I was boy. attached to girls. I yeah. always, like... Your kids need to be educated, whether they are straight, 
gay, non-binary, trans, because even the straight kids need to understand that they are not the only type of people in the world. Right. And no, and everybody else in the world shouldn't have to conform. Yeah. You should not, everyone is not the same and no. should not be expected to and be the same. And I felt completely and utterly alone and like no one understood me because I knew that the straight people in my life would hate me. And that is what happened. Majority of the people that found out completely neglected me or dropped me. Or they would try and say that they were doing things out of love. Yes. But it wasn't out of love. It was because you didn't fit in their box anymore. You didn't fit how they believed you should be. Or we love you. We just don't love the sin. Yeah. It was all all came down to that. It's not a sin. We will get into that one day. I can explain (laughs) all of it. But um, saying that to someone is literally the worst possible thing you could ever say to them. Especially when it's not a choice. It's disgusting. And that person struggles anyways. No. But, yeah, that's my coming out story. And we better get off the subject because I could, you know. Hours. I'll just go off. Hours and hours Um, long. I'm sure I missed a few key points, but it's been a while. Yeah, and it just... It's more just to show other people that they're not alone. No. Like, that's why, I mean, that's why I wanted her to share her story. Because I've never actually heard her story from an outside perspective. I lived it with her, and I was there with her through it. But hearing her talk about it, it's a completely different perspective. Because you don't understand the struggles underneath. Yeah. And it really is just so that people know that they're not alone. And there are other people who struggle. And there are great success stories. And you will find people who will accept you. And the ones that don't accept you, then that's on them. Yeah. And I have a great crew now. Yeah. And no, they're not all gay or bi. No. (laughs) I have straight friends. Acceptance. Acceptance is key. They're out there. But you just got to find, you got to find your groove. And I understand that people are scared. And you do it on your time. But... Also, don't diminish yourself and don't neglect yourself and don't, like, if your family or your friends or the people that you think are important to you can't accept you for who you are, then they don't deserve to have you. And I know that that might be hard to hear, but at this point, if my parents didn't accept me, they would not be in my life. And that's honestly what change them in the end is that they could not bear the thought of losing their daughter which I know that's not how everyone no it's not it's not how everything goes but and my mom is more open than I ever thought she my mom I never thought that my mom could be as open-minded as she is now and And she asks asks questions and she tries to understand if it's something that she doesn't understand because some people legitimately don't they don't understand but she will seek answers and sometimes she'll come back with well that's just not how it was and I'll come back with well that's how it is now (laughs) right (laughs) like yeah you grew up in a different time you were taught different things but you guys also didn't know anything about mental health either Mm -mm. but you're open to learning about that right It really is just being open to evolve and learn and grow and accept what it is. Because nothing, there is one thing that's guaranteed in this world, and that is change. There will always be change. There will always be new developments. 
And I mean, look at science and everything. If we wouldn't have been open to that, we wouldn't be as advanced as we are when it comes to science and health and mental health. So I don't know. I am really grateful that you shared your story, though. I think that it can help a lot of people. I hope so. And obviously, I will speak more about it as time goes on. There's obviously things that happened in between. I've experienced hate and love, you know. Um, But yeah, that's it for now. Yeah. And if you do need support in this area or it is something you are struggling with, do use the email address in the description. Yeah. Because I will get it. I will get it to my sister. And I am very open. I've actually been thinking about doing a little more in that field. Yeah. Um, mental health field and LGBTQA+. There's too many letters, guys. Can I just say rainbow people? I like rainbow <laughs> yeah. people. Rainbow people works for me. Um, <laughs> I like rainbow people. It just sounds beautiful. Um, so, yes, of course, email, the website, e- whatever. I don't know words that I'm saying. Yeah. Comment um, on the post. Yes, I am here. I can, I don't have all the answers. I don't, but I will talk to you about gay stuff or not gay stuff or struggles, struggles, mental health, struggles. Mental health I, depression, suicide, psych ward. I've done it all. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys have questions. I am here for you. All right. Hopefully this helps a lot of you. And until next time, it was great talking with you. We'll see ya.